from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Pool with the ball, finds Clay Thompson, drifting left, turns, fires, a three, it's good! Clay hits another one! Dribbles left on Dodgers. Down the lane, to the rim, scoop the hoop, no help coming. Curry gets the lay-in. Wiggins puts it on the deck, he'll drive the glass, goes up for the goodness it is a successful challenge the Warriors will get the bucket by Andrew Wiggins and a fantastic dunk it's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas all right here we go five o'clock hour Cofield, Willie Ramirez is the company. We're here at the Finley Toyota Studios, also down at Mick Ultra Arena. Courtside, Willie is sitting right now for a 7 o'clock start between the Aces and the L.A. Sparks. Scoreboard time, we've got uh, one hockey game underway right now, and a one Florida trying to stave off elimination. That one's scoreless against Tampa. 6.30 start, Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado leads that series 2-1. to one. 5.30 in this hour, we'll get the beginning of the Eastern Conference Finals game number four as Boston trails 2-1. to one. No Marcus Smart tonight with an ankle. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. You know, I don't have burgers out a ton, Willie, but uh, maybe celebrating National Hamburger Month. I got one on Saturday. I'll just say it was okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all. I'll, I'll give it a... Do you, my rating system is usually, if I say food is solid, then it means it's just okay, and I probably won't go back again, or at least get that burger again. Do you ever go to, like, nice restaurants, like... like no. Say, and, okay. and, 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 and you order a burger there, or is have we have we become so in tune to... If we're going to get a burger, we, you automatically think, well, I'm going to a fast food joint, but if you go to a restaurant, you can't order a burger. Uh, a high-end restaurant, I would never order, like, a $25 burger. I actually don't really eat fast food burgers. So if I get a hamburger, it's usually at a restaurant because I want to cook medium rare. Okay. Um, and really, you know, fast food places aren't going to do that. So I'd say I'm kind of like the middle class uh, burger is what I like the most. Is that a good way to say it? Sure. And by yeah, the way, this is fair. this is the end of May is National Hamburger Month. So you got a week here to celebrate by getting a bunch of burgers. And if you want, as Willie suggested earlier, you can get 31, and then uh, you can eat them all in, like, two days. Because uh, a young kid got a hold of his mom's phone and ordered 31 cheeseburgers, and Willie said he would go absolute capital punishment on the child and force it to eat 31 burgers. So, If I wanted my favorite all-time Las Vegas burger, I could never get it because it's not around anymore. On the corner of Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, there's a plaza, caddy corner from the Sahara. Right now, it's like a big, it says, like, the general store. It's got old motif-looking, like, old Western Bonanza-type colors. Of course. Uh, but there used to be a place there called Jolly Trolley. Is that the, right? The Jolly Trolley, yeah. They had the best, hands down. You ask any old school, ask ask our boy Jimmy Gemma. He'll remember the Jolly Trolley. Uh, they had the best burgers in there. And, and, and so, it, for me to get a burger somewhere, it has to be... Um, there's a couple of specified, like, 
Like when you say burger joints, like a, like a fast food, you know, your typical fast food place, yeah, they're all known for that. But there's one really good place that's known for having really good quality burgers that I enjoy, and it's, it's and I'm glad that they opened one up right by me and Aliante. Okay, good deal. I would okay. say one of my favorite burgers here locally was Kilroy's. Kilroy's is a good place. but they One-pound burger. Yeah, they closed all those. Yeah, um, I think both. one of them's now a, a weed shop. It's a pretty good weed shop. Um, another one is a Sago's. They could they could have just kept it and went and did weed burgers. I know, right? Cook like with THC. Another one is the bar. Those are at least the three that I knew about. That's uh, a right. that's close to the station. Our stations near Flamingo and Durango. But I'll just tell you the reason the reason the burger I had over the weekend wasn't great. I think we're overdoing it on burgers now. Too much. I think we're going so crazy to like boost a burger to get it to like thirteen to nineteen bucks. Yeah. That. The burger I got was just swimming in so much stuff. I'm like, I can't taste the G-damn meat. Come and on. I, do you agree with, like, ethnic burgers? Like, trying to do, like, okay, we're going to do an Italian burger, so yes. it's going to have a bunch of Italian. If you can do a Mexican burger, put yes. all the meat, like, a cumin. You do. You like that. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. I just, it's, um, the problem with the burger I had the other day was, like, super bacony, which I really like bacon. Uh, then they threw an egg on there. There was some other stuff on there, and I'm like, I, I really can't even taste a burger anymore. But with with a, a couple of toppings, you know, obviously, if you you know, we're gonna go with a, you know, like a bur, a, like a burger parmesan. Um, I could do that. Did you say bacony? It was very bacony, yeah. It was bacony. Yeah, okay. it was a lot, I, I love bacon, but it was just it was just overwhelming. So, do you put mayo on your burgers? I do. I'm not a mayo person, and I don't need mayo on my burgers for sure. Okay, do you? Good. No. I have, but no. Are you going to get a burger late night tonight after no. this conversation? No, I'm not. I'm not going to get a burger, but I am going to get a steak. But since we don't mention places here, I'm not telling where, where I'm going, but I am going. See, that, the, the, key going to, to to the key to not mentioning places is to say you don't – I don't It's like I don't get it. Some, someday, someday we're going to figure this out. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know what happens. You're getting a steak tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to – Why I'm, not get a burger at the steak place? I can't go any further. It would divulge too much oh, information. Oh, just keep going. Jesus. What is it? I'm going to Herbs and Rye. Okay. That is one of your favorite places. Yeah. So I'm going to have a nice and, – and, you know, they do the happy hour. So they have the half okay. price on all the all – right. have you gone there? What time are you going? Maybe you could invite someone from the show every once in a while. I see you at these meals. You tweet out pictures. I saw you get an Italian over the weekend, and I'm like, oh, that would have been nice. You know <laughs> You know what, dude? Listen, the last Uh-oh, time that I go. hit you up after go. a game or something, I was like, hey, I'll hit you up, <laughs> no blah, blah, blah. And then I got a text back, and it went, and eh, now we'll talk tomorrow. I'm with the SO. That does happen. <laughs> that does happen. All right, top four, big five. Number four. Are the Aces the best team in the WNBA? The record would say so. What's the debate? Well, I think that just the debate is, is the other team that – that's being argued is the Washington Mystics, and that's the team that beat the Aces. The problem that I have with that loss is the Aces opened in Phoenix, came home to Seattle, and went to Washington, D.C. one day in between each game, and then the day in between flying from Vegas to Washington after an emotional game against Seattle, um, their flight was delayed. And they got in overnight, and they didn't really have time to rest and prepare. And they put everything they had into the first half, 
And then Washington ran them out of the building in the second half, and they just fell flat. They just didn't have any energy. They didn't look like the team that they actually are. So I don't think that it was indicative of what we know to be the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, the Atlanta Dream are playing well. They have one loss, I believe, still. and But the Aces handed them their one loss. So um, I think that the Las Vegas Aces, as, they, as we've seen, as they've been playing, and as we know them right now, are the number one team in the WNBA. Number three. Aces head coaching job was highly coveted. Becky Hammond takes a job, gets a million-dollar salary. That's a cool thing. Is the Laker job highly coveted? I don't because know if it is anymore. Juwan Howard, the Michigan coach, who of course played in the NBA, turned down uh, initial interest by the Lakers. Here's Jalen Rose talking about his fellow Fab Fiverr. I'm not surprised. I think it's a smart decision by Jawan. And nowadays in the collegiate landscape, you don't have to leave college to make top dollar. I think you have mm. the ability to do that in college, but then you also have the ability to keep that job a lot longer. Respectfully, whoever takes the Lakers job right now, I believe will not be the coach in two or three years. Isn't that a terrible setup? I mean, he's accurate. He's 100% But, but accurate. a lot of people think you're just going to take the freaking hit for the rest of the LeBron era, and they get blown out after that when you, unfortunately, underachieve. You're the bridge. Darvin Ham, Kenny Wilkinson, and veteran veteran Terry Stotts appear to be the final three. And I don't know which three look the most attractive. I don't know. When you think about it, isn't it sad that most of us don't really have a reaction to who's going to take the Lakers job. I wasn't trying to set you up, but, no, I, saw but the, I saw the list and I'm like, yep, sounds good to me. Like, I'd well, love to sit here and scream and yell about who the right match is, but in, in the end, what matters the most? Who is LeBron going to get along with the best? No. Well, I don't know. I, I, because what I would think is that a veteran coach coming in, I thought, well, I mean, it did work. It got him a title. But I would think Terry Stotts would work nicely, but I have no idea what LeBron wants. What matters most is which coach is going to come in and let LeBron dictate how he wants to finish his career. That's what matters most. Who's going to work cohesively with LeBron and and, and basically build systems and plays and whatnot around LeBron James? That's what that's what this is. That's what this next coaching job is about. Number two. All right, OTAs are coming up all across the league. Raiders this week. The rookies were in uh, 10 days ago or so. You guys get some media availability. You know, Willie's one of the big-time beat writers who covers the Raiders. What do we expect at OTAs? What are you going to be looking for? I think I want to see the offensive line more than anything right off the jump. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see where they're putting um, Leatherwood. I want to see the chemistry in the world. Um, center and quarterback and who's in there I want to see you know because the flow and the and the and, and the chemistry that that's there is also going to reflect the running backs it's going to reflect how card is dropping back and the timing and how he's working with Devonte Adams so I mean I I think it starts up front and I think that's one of going to be that's going to be one of the first things I look at and pay attention to um, what we can see now what we're allowed to sit out there and watch I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I I was told that we should be getting um, more than stretching, and you know, um, there's I believe practice is going to be for two hours, and then we get them afterwards. 
So I, I just don't know how much we're going to get to watch. But I, I think that for me, what I want to see is the offensive line. Okay. I think an interesting uh, watch is going to play uh, be what kind of defense we're playing most of the time. It appears they're going to be moving towards the 3-4 based on the personnel they've been bringing in. But are they really multiple or is it going to be mostly you know 3-4 and then at, at times almost what appears to be like a 5-2? Well, it's the whole defense is going to be. I think everything is going to be different in terms of because of Gus Bradley being gone. So I think it's it's a major component. Yeah, it's you, not gonna, you, you understand the intrigue is Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, yes, hand in the dirt yes, or not? Right, and especially with what he, Max Crosby and the and you know with him and Yannick Ngakwe did last year, and now it's just Max and now. To bring, you know, you have different faces, different personnel there. So it's it's all – that's going to be another thing that you pay attention to. You ask me what I'm going to be looking for first, I'm going to be looking yeah. at the O-line. But that's definitely another aspect. There's lots of things. We get three OTA days and we get the mandatory minicamp. Yeah. There's the offensive line. There's a the running back room. There's the entire defense. And there's the receiving core. I mean, those are your – there's the four things right there that, that I'll be looking at. But first and foremost, I'm looking at the offensive line. At least when you know you go out there, you're not going to be like, okay, so who's really the offensive coordinator? To follow the story that's developing, and I think they're just playing games, but if you've been following the Patriots, the media there is getting all worked up because they're like, who's coaching the offense, Bill? Who's the O.C.? With McDaniels gone, what is going on here? And it's like he loves to have everything shrouded in mystery. Like, doesn't matter. You don't need to know. Okay. None of your business. Yeah. Right? Even Glance chiming in. None of your business. Yeah. You don't get to find out the OC. It's a game time decision in September. That's when you'll find out. That, and, then, and when they roll out Joe Judge, or actually, you know what? They won't roll out anybody. It'll just be a group of, of uh, coaches behind a black curtain upstairs. And then you'll have to decide. You'll be like, okay, so-and-so's not down there. He's not down there. So I guess it's Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running the offense. Or maybe based, Bel- maybe Belichick's just going to go on, based on whatever Belichick says to do. Yeah, but yeah. He, but you're not going to be allowed to know it because that's the Patriot way. Yeah. Number one. So speaking of coaches, we were just talking about the Lakers, and whoever gets hired could be there for a short stint, which would you know would suck for a guy like Darwin Ham. I thought this was pretty interesting when you look at this list that uh, Kevin E. Martin put out, who's one of the excellent sports people for Eight News Now. He was talking about head coaching changes over the last five years across Vegas sports. So Raiders, Gruden to Basaccia to McDaniels. VGK from Gallant to DeBoer to Unknown. Aces, Lambeer to Becky Hammond. Lights have had a bunch of different coaches. UNLV football, Sanchez to Arroyo. UNLV men's basketball. Menzies to Otts to Kruger. And then UNLV women's basketball, Olivier to Lindy LaRocque. Willie, yes. why is this happening? Why do we have so much turnover with our coaches here in town? Well, because teams, the, 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 the upper brass wants to win championships, and those coaches aren't getting it done is the bottom line. Who, el- who else needs to – Well, outside- who else requires that Vegas teams play at a high level or they don't show up? The fans. So I think we drive some of this too. Yeah. I don't think the media dictates as oh, much I'm not as saying the-, the media. I meant the fans. Oh, okay. I was qualifying myself as a fan. The fans of Vegas are not going to show up for teams that aren't at least 500 with the hope of competing at the highest level. So with that all said, Willie, 
Give me the current coach, right? Yeah. And we'll just say, you know, just name the person, whatever. Well, let's say it's Barry Trotz, right? Okay. So Barry Trotz is the VGK head coach. Has he been okay. hired somewhere? Breaking news, anyone? Um, of all these clubs, all these coaches I just named, which ones are here five years from now? Lindy LaRock. Becky Hammond. I think you chose two of the worst ones. Okay. I don't but think they're here. Because, I don't because think you think one because you think that they're going to years from now. Because you think that they're going to do so well that somebody's going to come calling LaRock to a bigger conference and Hammond to the NBA, where I think that they're going to build a dynasty and they're going to want to stay. You're a very hopeful young man, my friend. I'm not young. You're, you're very glass overflowy. Okay. Okay, how about the other names? Uh, okay, from McDaniels. there. I think McDaniels will be here five years from now. Okay. I can't I'm not gonna I'm not basing that I'm not gauging that one because I he doesn't have his his record is zero and zero. So I don't know. So you don't think he'll be here? Well, I didn't you say gotta that. give an answer. No, I don't have to give an okay, answer. Okay, so incomplete. You're incomplete. just not gonna answer that one. Nope. I know nothing about the lights, so it'd be unfair for me to Barry answer Barry Trotz is the head coach of EGK. They name him this week. He's the coach here five years from now. Nope. Okay. See, that, that was easy. That was a quick one. Nope. That was a quick one. Okay. Okay. Uh, UNLV football, Marcus Arroyo, five years from now. Yep. Really? Yep. I think he's going to turn this around, and I think that um, – I think it's going to take like he's going to turn around and be a bowl contender this year. I think he'll eventually in the next two three years be a Mountain West contender, and I think that within five years he will have built something where that's when the bigger conferences will come calling, or he's going to want to at this point, you know that. But it's going to t- it's either going to take that long, or he's going to want to stay here and build. And UNLV men's basketball, Kevin Kruger here five years from now. Yes. Wow, look at Willie. Willie believes in Las Vegas. He believes in the power of Las Vegas, the attractiveness of Sin City. That means that you don't. (laughs) Uh, I believe that the UNLV coaching situations, all three of them that we mentioned, um, if they succeed at a very high level, there are going to be people coming to call on them and offer a lot of money. So I think that's the challenge, and that's why I didn't lay it out there and say, hey, will they be here two years from now? I said five years. Will you be here in five years from now? Where am I going? Where am I going? I love the place. The mothership might call you. The mothership ain't calling anyone. (laughs) Not not calling me. I love Las Vegas. I've learned my lesson. I left one time, and I want to be here. But I'm also not, you know, in the market to have my salary quadrupled beyond if I was very successful. Will I be here in five years? What's your guess? Boy, Ari's like just saying cut it off. Don't even answer. It's too much trouble. This is dangerous territory. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. It's just in time again at the PGA Championship. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Can he get well his putt? <laughs> Just as you described it. Yeah. Jim Nance on the call. PGA title to Justin Thomas. I feel like Nance has more pressure than anyone for some reason to come up with 
Snappy lines, snazzy lines. Am I wrong on that one? Do you do we expect other announcers to nail it every time? Uh, I I don't think it's expected. I just think it. I think there are certain people that have that panache, if you will, that 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 little style, that flair to and and. But I don't think that when they're on the air, you expect it. It's just that when they do, you're like, oh, you know, there's this. But I don't think that it's expected at the end of a, a championship of any kind, whatever sport, that you know, you're sitting there waiting for the one-liner or the, the exclamation point, if you will. You don't bet, but were you interested in any picks for the PGA before the tournament? No. Why not? It's just not. It's not something that has, I've ever handicapped anything. Has golf but, ever been your thing? Um, I went through a little bit of when I was real when I was younger. We used to go to the par three or I go out and whack balls. But sure. I, I'm not a big. I'm, I've never been into golf. Um, you stopped. I, you stopped in like '84. You're like, ah, this Watson Nicholas thing. It's just it's done. So you've been out. You've been out for like 38 years. Uh, well, Tiger. When Tiger came along. Okay, then you were back in for Tiger. And now never, you're back out. Now the Tiger's you know struggling a bit, trying to come back from the injury. If folks missed it, uh, he didn't have a great round on Saturday and then pulled the plug. Yeah. Sad. Sad to see that because you're going to get different, you know, you're going to get differing opinions, different, and then you're going to get the Weisenheimers. Oh, you know, he pulled out because he had bad. Oh, is it this? Is, you know, it's it, here's the bottom line. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, the fact of the matter is, golf is better with Tiger in it. Whether it's if, if when he's in a tournament, when he makes the announcement, he's better around. You know, when he is around, the sport is better for it. And it's better. I was going to say it's better for the books because they got the best of both worlds. Because I'm sure they got pretty even action on make the cut, won't make the cut, and then his number was anywhere from, you know, to win the tournament was anywhere from like 50 to one last week up to I think Circa actually invited the action. They're like, all right, we'll do Tiger to win at 104 to one. Let's go. So they they made out like bandits on that because obviously he didn't make it through. He made the cut but didn't make it to round four. And I think a lot of the people that probably bet, especially tourists, like they're in town, they have extra money, their their pockets are burning, and so they want to have action. If they don't know golf, I wonder how many people that are betting Tiger are betting Tiger because they just want to have action, and that's the name that they know. They don't know the matchups, like specific matchups. Now, um, what was the, the, the last – whatever Tiger was in, um, I, I remember – I've written and handicapped like matchups and once he gets to the next round, the second or third round, and you know who he might be up against in that next round. But I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't bet golf and I don't necessarily handicap golf. But if Tiger's involved, I'll take a second look. Aviators are back in town next week as they'll uh, close out this week with, on the road against Tacoma, and then they're at home against Sacramento. So mark it down, get your tickets uh, now. Um, at uh, aviators.com. And remember, the games are all over on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, there is no game today, but they're back at it tomorrow. It's an early start, an 11.35 start. Uh, all the games are on Raider Nation Radio 920. Again, 11.35 start tomorrow. Pre-game, uh, brief pre-game right before that with Russ Langer. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota. Running like a Toyota. Plum's going to step into a three. Bam! There it is again. K-
Kelsey Plum, she got a smile on her face. And here's Aces with pressure in the backboard. Hamby picks it off. Jump hook and good. Oh, mercy. Aces showing a little full court pressure there. Five points in five seconds. How do you like me now? Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 Aces are off to a hell of a start. Leading the WNBA. Good environment down at Mick Ultra Arena. Willie's there for the game tonight against the LA Sparks. Pre-game here on ESPN Las Vegas around 6.30. Tip is 7 o'clock, but get down there. Get down there. A really good show the Aces are putting on, playing a high-level basketball, really entertaining, high-paced. Willie, you got a special guest with you, right? I do, and I appreciate the rejoin that uh, we just had on Kelsey Plum because she happens to be standing right in front of me warming up. And to my right... I have General Manager Natalie Williams joining us live here on ESPN, Cofield & Company. Natalie, thanks for joining. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is exciting. I mean, this is great, I think, for the town. With the, There's just a new vibe with this squad, with the new front office, obviously with Becky, but four straight home games. Um, it just, you know, just really electrifying the city. And no matter what day it's fall, falling on, whether it's a weekend or a weekday, the energy, can you feel – the vibe in this city oh i love it because you know three games we're three and oh in that home home stand thus far and tonight's a big one yeah so hopefully everybody comes out i mean i get that it's a monday night but having la sparks here in the house you know our former uh player liz cambage is playing on the other side tonight and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully people come out and watch. Yeah, and, I mean, Los Angeles is, is riding a four-game losing streak, but skid, I should say, but, and Liz has just exited the tunnel and has made it on the floor for warm-ups, um, and she's got that Liz swagger to her and yep. that little smirk <laughs> she carries so well. Um, but even though they're riding a four-game skid, this is the type of game that Vegas has to be careful because it's a territorial rivalry, and they're going to be coming in with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. Um, led by Liz. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Liz is going to have a little, uh, gr- you know, a little extra energy tonight playing chip. against her former team. And uh, this is also a Commissioner's Cup game. Yeah. So that's on the line in regards to uh, trying to win that and get to that game. So Explain to our listeners real quick for don't know what the Commissioner's Cup is. Well, the Commissioner Cup games is a prize. If you get to be in that, it's West against East. And right now, all of the games we're playing – are against west teams and then the top team gets to play against the east team and it's a million dollars um and then a lot of whoever wins each individual game two thousand dollars of that goes to the charity of the choice of the team so it's a great um you know thing that the the WNBA has organized and uh, we want to win it because so far we're four and zero in Commissioner Cup games. I want to talk a little bit. So earlier today, we announced uh, Chelsea Gray has been extended. So third player of of a big core of this team: Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, now Chelsea Gray. And I have to believe that. And 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 I'm not in any way, shape, shape or form knocking the former regime and Bill. Um, um, you you celebrated Bill over the weekend and um, his official sort of retirement from coaching, but. The culture is so different in what Mark Davis has done in terms of turning it over to yourself and Nikki Fargus and Becky Hammond and um, three very powerful women in this sport. Um, The culture that has been built in such a short time, I have to believe that three of the greatest players, now you have, and you add some of these other ladies, they want to be here. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the environment we want to have for these young women is we want them to be here. We want it to feel like a family environment where they, where they know that they are, you know, needed and, um, you know, we're just going to build the best environment we can for them. Um, and so far it's working. I've got two more that I've, I'm working on <laughs> confirming and signing. But, uh, you know, we want to build a dynasty here. As Nikki always says, we want to shut down the strip. But we want to scoop that. Who, who, who are we working on? Who are we extending or can you not tell us? <laughs> well, just think of our veterans. That's all. all just right. think of well, the veterans. So some of some, some, the veterans are what have, have led this team. And, I, you know, um, when you talk about league awards, um, Jiggy, your, your team PR, John Maxwell, sent out a note today about um, about Jackie, Jackie Young, in that no player's ever won most improved and MVP, but she has to be knocking on some doors of an, an opening some eyes early on. Kelsey Plum, who I preseason wrote a story for Associated Press and said that she could challenge for MVP. Um, Asia Wilson, defensive player of the year. I mean, you have three players that are really I mean, the the the, the personnel on this team in terms of tearing it up league wide. Well, I don't want to, you know, I, I definitely don't want to jinx it, but, I mean, we could legitimately have our starting five in the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, they are sharing the ball. They've dug in and believed into Becky Hammond's system of pace and space, and everybody, you know, if, if you give the ball up, it will come back to you in turn. So, and it's really working, and sh they've got a green light. They know that they're supposed to shoot when they're open, and when there's two people, you kick it out, so... Uh, so, you know, it's worked thus far. Really excited about it. Let me ask you this. As the GM, it's it's obviously important to win on the court, which are, these ladies are doing. But off the court, in the community, I, I understand Wednesday is a big day. I'm going to visit a Shade Tree uh, Center. Talk a little bit about your, the community effort that you want these ladies to get out there and be involved in. Yeah, on Saturday we had a shoe drive here. It was Kids Day and um, got a lot of shoes that people just brought so, and we're delivering those in honor uh, of Brittany Griner's, um, you know, organization and, and supporting her the, that she believes in her foundation. So we're delivering all those shoes to the, the, the Shade Tree Foundation, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's right before we leave town. So um, I, I'm excited at everything we're doing in the community. And that's the biggest thing is we want to give back. I want to go to you mentioned Becky or you mentioned um, Liz and and we talked about sort of the culture that that Mark Davis is bringing in here and he's a big believer on you know as far as the flights and and being able to charter for for the ladies and and getting them higher pay Liz who Liz Cambage will be playing she <laughs> she tweeted out after Becky's contract ah oh, yes the WNBA where a head coach can get paid four times the highest paid player supermax contract now I don't think she was necessarily taking a shot at. Becky, as much as she was the league, um, how how much how how much longer are we going to see, or how how much in control can the owners be, or how when will we see these ladies' contracts get increased? What's it going to take? Well, it's definitely in the works. You know, I mean, that's what we want to do. And uh, Nikki Fargus and myself, you know, coming back and giving back to the league. Um, the league has grown since I've been in the, in it. You know, almost twenty years ago. So it's in the works, and I know it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it's something that we all all want. But I, I, Liz Cambage is always going to have some colorful comments. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she, she's a unique individual, and I, and, I, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. Just, 
I think that with Liz, the people that follow her, they're, they're, they're either lovers or haters. I don't think there's any happy medium. And, and she takes it, you know, in stride. Um, she's a very emotional person. I remember when she signed with the Aces, how emotional she got. You know, she was in tears, and, and she felt like she finally felt wanted by an organization. Now she's her comments are she feels like she's someplace she wants to be. Um, and you mentioned that this is a place that people want to, to, to be. What are you fascinated most about this league as a whole in your time that you've been, the years you've been, in ha- the growth? Well, I, I mean, the competition is amazing. I mean, it was great when I played, but like I was telling Coach Williams over here, uh, who – who was my former coach from the Sparks, um, you know, there's, it doesn't matter what anybody's record is on any given night. If you don't bring it, the other team will beat you. Uh, there's just such good parity in the league. And so, you know, we look forward to in the future and getting more teams and I know I'm sure it will happen. And, um, but yeah, it, right now it's just on any night, it, it's anybody's game. You know, when you see these different sports that are in this town, you know, as far as the NFL, the NHL, we have the WNBA, and then just around the country um, with owners and their fingerprints and micromanaging and this. But it seems like Mark Davis enjoys being a fan in his courtside seat. And at the same time, he just sort of enjoys letting – and I think that's why he brought you three women in. Um, does he – is he involved or is he just asked to learn and then let you ladies do what you need to do? I mean, he loves to be involved in, I mean, he was in the draft room on draft day, which was amazing that he was wanted to be there, right? So he just loves this group of women. He completely believes in the job that Nikki Fargus and myself are doing and, and Becky Hammond. Um, and, you know, so far the product has been great. Well, uh, the product has always been great. I love, I, I've, I've loved coming out here to cover it. The excitement, the energy, um, Natalie, and we've seen the energy as I mentioned in some of the in the home games so far. Um, no matter whether you've seen a crowd all around or you know on a weekday, the, it's the energy of the fans. Let the people know why they need to come out and enjoy this, and then we'll let you get to what you have to do. <laughs> well, one, it's not only is it incredible basketball. But the energy in this arena, it's a perfect arena for a WNBA game. I think the, uh, the Michelob Ultra Arena holds about 12,000, and it is just rocking. It's a party in here. So whether the girls are playing, whether it's a timeout, um, there's a lot going on. Um, come and watch the high rollers. <laughs> uh, our our uh, older women, the, amazing women are. dance There's team, the, the they are fun. Did, they the, always the get a standing cards, ovation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the only scary part of the of the games is uh, is buckets. You know, he, he can he can be a little intimidating from now on time. Yeah, the kids seem to love him. All right, well, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna let you go because we are what are we uh, about seventy eight minutes on the dot before tip off. L.A. Sparks in town with Liz Cambage's return. The Las Vegas Aces, the league-leading Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. Natalie, I appreciate you joining us courtside. And if you can't get down here to Michelob Ultra Arena, I suggest you to just keep it right here on this station because we're going to be live. There you go, Natalie Williams. Let's do a giveaway right now. Thanks to the Aces for providing the GM for a good conversation there with Willie. 364-1100, 364-1100. Your final chance for now to win tickets to David Blaine Live. He's got a residency coming to town, Resorts World Theater. It opens up on September 30th, but we got the early tickets. They actually just went on sale this morning at AXS.com and RWLasVegas.com. Caller 7, 364-1100. It's coming up in September. You know all about David Blaine. 
He is awesome. Your chance to get tickets. Three, six, four, eleven hundred for the magician, extreme illusionist, and stun artist. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Your hand in there, Dave. NBA Eastern Conference Final has begun. Game number four, that is. 12 to 1. Celtics lead early, Willie. 644 left in the first. 12 to 1. No Marcus Smart. The uh, line before the game dropped to six and a half. So Celts do not want to go down 3 1, and they're out to a hell of a start. Yeah, call me in the fourth quarter. We all know that. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Hard knocks. In season, we already knew Hard Knocks preseason on HBO was going to be the Lions. In season, I'm not sure that the uh, in-season version really took off with audiences last year. I know on this show, uh, Adam Hill loved it a lot, but it was the Colts last year, and we got to see the Colts. uh, Well, we got to see their culture, which was really interesting, and Carson Wentz and how uh, he operated and how he's embraced by the team. A little bit of the ownership, a lot of Frank Reich, and then how they crumbled down the stretch. In season this year, the Cardinals. That could be good. It could be interesting considering the fact that one Kyler Murray did not report to OTAs and is waiting for his contract extension. Where that ends up, how that ends up, um, it should be a very interesting. Are you? A, I'm not necessarily – you know, I watched it for a few years when it first came out. Spot times I've watched it, the Raiders year. I – it's not big. Like, I don't get hyped up like I got to watch it. You know, I still got to finish watching Winning Time. Uh, if you're asking me if I get fired up for Hard Knocks, the yeah. answer is yes. Okay. Every year, no matter what. Because I've said it a million times, but I'll repeat it again. Uh, when I watch football teams operate, yeah, the management style, straightforward conversation most of the time, I love it. Because I wish that is, you know, that was the way that all businesses operate. I just find Let's myself. Go. I just sometimes find myself question shows like that. I end up questioning yeah. if they're putting on for the show. Uh, that and I actually do think they've become a little more restrictive in what they allow on the show. I mean the teams. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know how. I mean as long as they don't feature Jared Goff too much, um, I don't know how a Dan Campbell team on a reality show is not going to be entertaining. Like he's a lunatic. I like Dan Campbell. I do. I actually do like Dan Campbell. So, and, and, you know, I'll watch. I'll watch the first one. It's just a matter of them keeping my attention. I have short attention span. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Would you show up to OTAs if you were Kyler Murray? Yes. I mean, because if he here's the thing. Let's say he doesn't end. Let's say for whatever reason, long term, he's not there. He's he's kind of showing. Who he? I mean, I don't know. I I mean, you're you're supposed to be the leader of the team. Right, so, but don't, don't the rest of the players understand that he's looking for a long-term yes, contract and it's yes, not worth but, risking yeah. any injury at some voluntary minicamp? You're not going to get it. Who's going to get it? I mean, what? how at, at, how how hard are they going to – especially the quarterback. He's wearing Never a red know. jersey. Eh. Never know. I want my guaranteed money first. Yeah. And uh, bottom line, unlike uh, Liz Cambage, um, don't talk about other people's money. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I know you. You uh, you gave her a break on her comments about Becky Hammond. If I were Hammond, I'd walk up to her before the game and go, "Don't you ever talk about how much I make?" And you want to know why? Watch tonight. Watch how we destroy you. Don't ever talk about my money. 
do you think that it wasn't out there already? What part? Are oh, you are you no, saying no, no. That, are you saying that she she wasn't the one that exposed? No, she no no she yeah. but she tweeted. You know, yeah, it's interesting yeah. that a coach yeah. can make this much, four times more than the highest paid player. Worry about yourself, okay? Yeah. Don't worry about my money. Yeah. All right. I know where she was. I know what she was saying, but I get. I know what you're saying, but I know what that's that's just Liz. That's how she is. Just like Natalie Williams just told us, she's always going to have some colorful comments. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You guys are all being very nice. Should a Raider no show this first offseason camp? I don't think that there's anybody that should no show. I, I really don't. Um, if you were Darren Waller, you feel 100% good about showing up without an extension? Yes. I mean, I. I well, I'll tell you what, in one place Darren Waller showed up. He's been to just about every Aces home game. so That's a good thing. Yeah. Right. I think I think if Derek Carr didn't get extended, he would have been the, the logical choice. He wouldn't have. I, I, I don't know. Well, it's tough to say because his guy's here. So I don't know if he would have no-showed, but that would have been the logical choice if he wasn't extended. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Should Baker Mayfield be at Cleveland minicamp? Oh, I think Baker Mayfield should be wherever he can get onto a field. Well, answer my question, though. Under the current circumstances, he's part of the Browns. He ain't been he's traded. He's part of the Browns. He's, so not, he... he's not cut. Should he show up? Yes. I like it. I like that one. Absolutely. No, I wouldn't. If I were Baker Mayfield, I wouldn't do a damn thing. Um, I'd just be there to make it an uncomfortable presence and just say, hey, I want to be part of this team. Of course. Show, well, yeah, just show up and be uh, – yeah, so you show up and show and, – and, and be childish about it. Then, again, who wants that? They're, they, that it just – it sort of adds to the, you know, the personality that you're, you'd be getting if you're, if you're, if you're reaching out to, to sign him. Stick your hand in there, Dave. we got to close out on this. We only okay. got about 45 seconds here. Okay. Micah Parsons – Check that. We have more time. I was thinking we were out a little early. Um, Micah Parsons on TMZ Sports, uh, there was a video. Yep. He's jumping on trampolines. Yes. That, to me, is pure insanity. And if there are people out there who are like, what are they supposed to do? Like, no physical activity. Not that one. Not that one. Okay. He was at a children's facility. Nope. It, it was a fun center. Against the rules. It's not. He was with his son, and he was being a father. You're allowed to walk. If you want to use a treadmill, it better have a harness, um, and there should be people supporting you if you're going to lift weights. I saw this. Very careful. No I'm very scared for Micah Parsons before he's made all his money. And if I were the Cowboys, I'd be like, please don't hurt yourself you're doing better, something you're, silly. You're, you're, you're a scared of it. You're a scared of it. I am very scared so, of it. So let me Until say, I get so, my money, and and uh, and you know as a defense, the Cowboys need Micah Parsons in the worst way. He was awesome last year in his rookie year. Dude, please wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Be careful. So you don't go to the trampoline. Don't go to play with your son. But make sure you stay in shape and get in a squat rack and throw up 405. Is that a lot? 405 is four, four dishes, yes. And I'm, I'm guessing he can probably push further. Okay, I'll take your word on it. Sounds impressive. My 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 PR is three sixty, and and I just want to get to three fifteen one more time in my life with this knee, and then I'll just do working weight to two and a quarter. These guys are pushing. I I would say most offensive linemen are pushing, uh, defensive linemen are pushing four ninety five, if not higher. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So you made a bet with me before the weekend. Yeah. Raiders plus two and a half wins on the season win total against the Chiefs. 
Peter King came out with his rankings. These matter. Um, his preseason rankings. <laughs> Buffalo is number one. Vegas is 13th. Sorry, oh. man. You can't back out now. I love it. Now PK said it. Vegas 13th. FPI, ESPNs, analytics, whatever, dealio. More motivation. They have Vegas 14th. Are you scared of this bet now? I love it even more because now my team is motivated. Who's going to win tonight, Aces or Sparks? Aces by 14. By 14? Lay the 10 and oh, a half. Oh, hide the Twitter. What is Liz going to have to say after the game? My yeah. God. Just please, please give me that Becky Hammond confrontation at midcourt in warmups. You don't talk it. about my money. <laughs> All right, Willie. Enjoy the game. It's coming up here, 6.30 pregame on ESPN Las Vegas, tip seven.